0: Hello! How good, Lord, to be here. It's good to be here with you for worship again. This week's series is freedom. The topic for today's sermon is to live as God's child and as an heir of heaven. John 3.16 is called the gospel in a nutshell. I'd like to call Galatians 4 the gospel in a coffee cup. Galatians was Martin Luther's favorite book of the Bible. So grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Last week, Pastor Tiemann in this Freedom Series was talking about being set free. This week, I think many of us are here today to avoid going to the bad place and need some help to go to the good place. Exactly what Paul is trying to address in this letter. Think of three people that you are close to in your life. How how would you describe them to someone else? What are their characteristics and identity? In 1912, the Titanic set sail, it sank, and soon afterward, a gigantic chalkboard was erected in London in a square with two columns, saved and lost. Only two kinds of people matter eternally. Either you're saved or you're lost. Number one on your sermon notes, before anything was created, God had a plan for you to be a part of his family. If you think about it, that's amazing. Before anything was, God knew that we would be here today, that he had a plan for you to be with him in heaven. We need to understand that our God is sovereign, our God is loving, and also that our God is just. Like our earthly plans, God's plan has milestones. It's well thought out. Our first scripture reading is, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons, verses 4 and 5. Fullness of time. It's the right time, the perfect time for God. Why that time? Well, after the Babylonian captivity, Israel gave up their idolatry. Also at that time, the Greeks provided a common language for people in the Middle East, and the Romans provided roads and transportation to make getting around easier. A says, because of our sin, we were enemies of God and needed a savior. God sent the only one that could save us, and he lovingly did. We need to understand that Jesus is both divine and human, which makes him uniquely qualified to take away the curse of our sin. This is all about justification. Jesus did this for us so that we would be righteous, which means being made right with God. B says God's plan for us was to be saved from our sins and also for us to be adopted into his family. God loves each of us so much that he sent his only son. There's scripture that says greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Our second topic is all about because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection, we are God's children. But... Because of our sinful nature and desire for control, we need help. We know that we're saved from our sin, but we continue to sin. We dwell on God's judgment more than his grace. An example from scripture would be the prodigal son, which is an example of faulty repentance. He doesn't trust that his father loves him enough or is generous enough to take him back as his son, so he plans to come back and say that he'll be a servant for his father. Similarly, when we don't accept the the gift of righteousness and try to do things on our own, we're guilty of faulty repentance, too. Verse 6 says, And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So it's kind of an if-then. I I worked for Apple Computer previously, and in programming there's if-then loops. This is an if-then loop. If we're truly sons of God, and we are, then we receive the Spirit. God sent the Holy Spirit to be our GPS, to keep us on track with his will and his plan for our lives. We need to stop trying to earn what God has already gifted to us. Again, we look at this as being sanctification, the living out of our faith. that It's totally the work of the Holy Spirit, And it's for us to be more like Jesus. A says, God gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit so that in addition to knowing about the love of God, we can fully experience it. So we receive the Holy Spirit in our baptism. He indwells within us. And we benefit from following his guidance and and listening to him. B says, knowing the love of God is best experienced in a close relationship with him. Abba, Father, is a term of endearment like Daddy or Papa. My grandson Kurt calls me Papa. But then again, he could call me Mephibosheth, and I wouldn't mind. It indicates the level of love in our relationship. Number three says, Our change in status from slaves to sin to children of God means we inherit everything. It's not just an escape from hell but also a new blessed life with Jesus, eternal life. Scripture says, So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. The curse of sin is completely removed, and we also have the rights and privileges of sonship. An example from my past, when I was 20, I I might have mentioned this in a previous sermon, but I got a reckless driving ticket. And for three months, I was waiting for the trial. This was like the worst thing I'd ever done in my life. Finally, the time came for the trial. Uh, The arresting officer wasn't there. No other officer was there. And because of that, the judge threw out the case. I was ecstatic. There was no more ticket, nothing hanging over my head. But I was still kind of a, a lower middle class citizen. What we're looking at today is, what if the judge had adopted me totally as his son, And then I would be an upper-middle-class citizen, right? That's what God has given not just taking away our sins, but also giving us the rights and privileges of sonship. Since we are no longer slaves to sin or to worldly desires, we can live as true children of God both now and also through eternity. We benefit here and now as well as then and there. As believers, we don't have to fear death. Living out our faith as children of God and disciples of Christ, it isn't easy, and many times we fail. A proper understanding of our relationship with God is required. If you get nothing else from today's message, know this. Know that God loves you completely. He can't love you any more or any less. Think about that. He can't change in his love for you. He can't love you any more if you think you're doing good things and Uh, trying to appease him for his favor. And he doesn't love you any less if you fail or you sin or feel like there's been a, a gap in the relationship with your Savior. So I'd like to close with this quote. If you could have heaven with no sickness and with all the friends you ever had on earth and all the food you ever liked and all the leisure activities you ever enjoyed, In all the natural beauty you ever saw, all the physical pleasures you ever experienced, and had no conflict with humans or any natural disasters, could you be satisfied with heaven if Jesus wasn't there? That's a quote from John Piper, but it really describes, it's all about what our expectations and our desire for heaven and eternity are. So what is your desire for eternity? I think to better appreciate our relationship with God and to accept the gift we've been given, we we study God's word about Jesus. We stay connected to him through both worship and prayer. So some possible next steps for this week. Consider this question. How confident are you that you are truly saved and an heir of heaven? My prayer is that after hearing Paul's message, you are completely confident. Second question. What is keeping you from fully enjoying that reality? Again, what's holding you back? Uh, What's keeping you from accepting the free gift of salvation that God makes freely available to us? And, And trying, like the prodigal son, to kind of earn our way into heaven. I would suggest that, again, worship, God's word, and prayer are the three keys for us to stay close and connected in relationship with our Savior. Also, this is my last opportunity to be in front of you to preach, at least at this point in time. So I pray that you know that I'm very thankful for our time together. I've been truly blessed to be among you and to serve you. And I truly appreciate each one of you and and what you've done for me and the, the friendships that I've experienced. So thank you very much for this time. Let's close with prayer. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your word. We thank you for... This writing in Galatians that's all about understanding our salvation and the fact that we don't have to do anything that Jesus has done everything for us and to fully experience what that means you've also given us the gift of your Holy Spirit so that we can fully appreciate it Lord this week help us to live with boldness and confidence in that knowledge help us to be ambassadors for you in the world around us and to the people that we meet Help us to remember that there really are only two kinds of people, the lost and the saved. We thank you that we're counted among the saved through our faith in your son. Lord, help us to reach other people so that they too can be reached for salvation and to know of your love for them. Lord, all this we pray in Jesus' name, amen.